Hello and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon and I am joined by my bestest pal, Angelica. Angelica, how are you today? I'm great. Ready as always. Wonderful. I apologize for my still sick voice. I hope it is nice and sexy and not annoying. It sounds exactly the same as your regular voice, (laughs) so don't worry about it. (laughs) In my head, it sounds terrible. Um, All right. So today we're getting back to basics. We took a little detour last week to do some some fun uh, K-pop gossip. But we're back to basics today and learning about how the K-pop world works. Well, don't say that like it's boring. It's not boring. (laughs) It's not boring. we promise to make it fun, but it's uh, it's back to the back to education time. Um, so so take out your notebooks. <laughs> no, don't get ready for a test. This is all like very boring. A lot of this is like business stuff that's boring, and I skipped it. So we'll <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay, today we are starting. We're going way to the top of the K-pop pyramid to figure out how it all works, and we're talking about K-pop companies, entertainment companies. Um, this is definitely, I feel like, a different business model than the way that For the sure. entertainment world works um, here, where you might, you know, sign with a record label, and then that record label is responsible for, you know, putting out your CD. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll help with the tour. But, like, you have a manager, and you have – and maybe you need to get your own song. Like, there's just kind of a lot of – I think here – I mean – Honestly, I don't, I know so much less about the way that the American music industry works, but, um, I know that like artists here will have a contract with a specific record label, but that record label does not necessarily manage their events. It doesn't organize their concerts. It, um, they might have like a different company actually publish the records. Right. Um, so there's, there's just a lot of people, a lot mm-hmm. of different people involved a lot of different factors Mm -hmm. whereas in South Korea they seem to be very into streamlining businesses in a way that just seems like a crazy monopoly when Mm -hmm. you like look at it but I guess it works and also as we mentioned in our trainee episode like these groups and idols whether they're solo or in a group like they train with a specific company so these companies are truly in charge of every aspect of this group's career. Uh, your average South Korean entertainment company acts as the record label, the talent agency, the music production company, the event management, concert production company, and the music publishing house. Mm-hmm. They do absolutely every part of it. Bigger companies are not only managing idols, they also are Id- uh, managing actors, dancers, models, comedians, comedians, TV personalities, TV annou- uh, news announcers, like whatever. Anybody who's like going to be Any seen in an entertainment of celebrity. Yeah. They like manage all of those people. Um so it's a lot of people like working in the same building for the same goal of like, you know, promoting your art- artists but doing it all yourself, I guess. Like or all it's all being done by one entity. Um which I guess, you know, helps people get real rich or like focus your vision or whatever, what have you. Um, so uh, there are three main companies that sort of rule the music industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are known as the big three. Which we have mentioned before, I we know. have. Um, and these three companies are SM, YG, and JYP. Like literally alphabet soup, they're all just acronyms. Yes. Um, so where should we start? Which one of the big three do you want to learn about first? Because I, uh, I don't know how to rank them. I don't want to like show any favoritism. Like they Well, all. we have a favorite. Our favorite is SM. So let's start there. <laughs> okay, great. So here are some straight up facts about SM. Stop me at any time if you have any questions or whatever. I will. Okay. So they were founded in 1995 by Lee Su-man, who, uh, who had just returned to Korea from studying at Cal State University, Northridge. Um, he was not a performer. He didn't like, he didn't have any, you know, talent as we'll see with the other two, um, founders. Like he didn't have any like aspirations of being famous. He just like wanted to f- have an entertainment company. He just wanted like, to be a, he's mogul. a showman. Like Hugh Jackman and the greatest showman or whatever. He like wanted SM showman. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so in 1996, he debuted his first group, which was HOT, and they are like the quintessential 
first K-pop boy band. They are like the um the uh, new kids on the new block. kids on the block is exactly what I was going for. Like they are the first boy band. Yeah. Um. So and they were hot, hot, hot. Yeah, it, popularity wise, they yeah. dressed like idiots. No, that was supposed to be a pun because their name is H O T. Right, hot. I feel like I just because I read it hot that I wasn't like getting you. Uh, cold medicine. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what a flop of a joke that was. I'm so embarrassed. I'll late. I'll put in a sound effect later. <laughs> I so need. Where's effect. my laugh track? <laughs> okay. Um. So SM sort of has like a reputation of just like strings and strings of hits. So like he does HOT in '96. Then he immediately debuts like the first girl group SES, who we talked about last week. Um. Then another boy group Shinwa. Then TVXQ, then Girls Generation, Super Junior, Shiny, FX, XO. Like, I feel like SM mainstream just kinda, popularity. Yes, that's is, I there think, we what go. SM is like the most, just like the most popular things tend to be like SM things, and I guess that sort of makes them like I don't know, like don't the know, jocks, like, the, like Mickey, the jocks and the cheerleaders or whatever. Like, yeah, the most popular kids at school. Yeah. I was gonna say they're like the Mickey Mouse Club of it. Like they're the ones that are churning out. All the famous names. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's like kind of their thing is that they have – they've put out all of mm-hmm. these like super popular groups. But another thing that they're po- famous for is having a lot of contractual disputes. <laughs> like that's SM thing. Like popular yeah. groups but also like court battles. Mm-hmm. That's what SM is and doing And we'll do time. an entire – we're not going to really get into those court battles now because there's so much – There's there's – we want to dedicate an entire episode to contract disputes right, because, it's because a- it is fascinating and there's a lot to talk about there. Right. Um, so we're sort of just covering like the names that you should know at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, what? Are, let's see. Some interesting like fun facts about SM Town or SM. SM Town is like what they call themselves as a collection. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll discuss that all three of these groups have kind of like a name that they go by. So SM Town is like – at the SM. It's like the community. Yes. Um, it's also a concert yeah. tour that they do um, with many. So like not necessarily all, but like many, if not all of their like heavy hitter groups will come together and do like a concert all together with like, yeah. a you know, like two or three songs from each group. And that's called SM Town. Yes. And where I was fun. going with that is that in 2011, SM Town was the first Asian artist to sell out Madison Square Garden. Yay. Yay. So that was like an accomplishment that they made. We've um, mentioned a documentary called I Am before, and that is actually about that concert as well as it is about like SM in general and sort of the K-pop model mm-hmm. overall. Um, another interesting thing. So the thing with all of these big three groups, uh, if you want, if you are the kind of person who understands like business accus- acquisitions and corporate structure, there is a lot to dig into here that I'm sure you would find fascinating, but it hurts my head and I don't care and I don't. But all of these groups have like a, men- a million subsidiaries and a lot going on. Um, but one of the things that SM does is they have like a creative arts division that does like put that puts on musicals. So the first thing they did was they did Xanadu with like some of the members of Super Junior and then um in uh I can't find what year, but they did a music like Oz, a like kind of Wizard of Oz musical. Oh my god. Okay, fun fact about me is that I spent an absurd amount of time when I was like first getting into K-pop, I learned about this Oz musical, which I have to explain was a holographic tale of the Wizard of Oz. So it's like not exactly the Wizard of Oz. It included like holograms and like crazy CGI on the stage. Like the stage had um, part of the set was like a huge screen in the background so that someone could like sprout wings and fly Mm -hmm. or whatever. And many of the members of EXO were in this 
show and I tried so hard to find it because it was for a brief beautiful moment on YouTube in its entirety. Yeah. Um, there is a filmed version of it somewhere so I beg of you listeners if you know where I can watch that for the love of God send it to me because it has been literally years that I have searched for this what I assume to be an atrocity and I need it in my life. I well, need to see it. You can see it at the SM Coex RDM. Uh, for $80 a ticket, you can go sit in the holographic theater and watch it. I have been to the SM Coex RTM, uh, which I was going to bring out as one of the fun facts about SM is at this mall in Seoul. It's a, called the Coex Mall. They have this giant, like, five story SM building that you can visit. It's mostly a gift shop and a, and a cafe that serves overpriced cupcakes that have, like, shiny, cutouts on a popsicle like on a toothpick <laughs> on it and you know i paid like 30 dollars for a coffee and a cupcake <laughs> when i was there because i had to because i had to <laughs> but they have a theater upstairs where you can watch their holographic concerts including the oz one but the tickets were steep and i could not convince my dear husband to pay that <laughs> and sit through that but when we go girl yeah when you we'll and go i go you know we'll shell out the money to see like a full holographic concert i wouldn't I'd rather see an actual concert than like Oz the musical. But if if anyone knows where I can watch the the Oz musical for free online, um, <laughs> please let me Hook know. Uh, one other fun fact I had about SM in here: um, their foray into the drama world. The first K drama that they made was called "To the Beautiful You." And it starred our dear Mino and Sully, who came up in the last episode. Um, it is one of my least favorite drama types, which is the girl tries to pretend to be a boy <sighs> trope of K-dramas. Oh, I hate it, but I love that drama. It, it's yeah, so cheesy and bad. But It's, it's so good. terrible. And, like, I know it's it's always funny watching something in a language that you don't understand because sometimes it's hard to tell, like, how good of – an actor someone is um it's very obvious that there's some bad acting <laughs> happening and like you don't need to understand <laughs> korean in order to know yeah. that these are not it was great the first actors. drama i ever watched and i could Same. tell that it was not yeah. that it wasn't great first drama i ever watched but i have watched it twice um all the way through because it is i mean i i love garbage tv it is garbage tv but it's fucking fun yeah um and i love mino and his butt looks real good in it yeah Totally. He all, plays an athlete. Is all why I... fair points. Um, so I guess basically, like, if we're, if we don't want to spend 45 minutes talking about each group, I mean, each company, that's SM. Yeah. Moving on. Next. They're the jocks, jocks with legal problems. That's what we will call <laughs> SM. So just jocks. Yeah. Ayo. Um, Ayo. Okay. Next group. Or next. I keep saying group. Next My company brain is broken. Next of the big Our three. Next company in the big three is. JYP. JYP. Um, so JYP was founded in 1997 by Park Jin Young. That's the JYP. Mm-hmm. Those are his initials. So, so far, for those of you listening and, and taking notes, um, all of these acronyms stand for the, the founder's name. Yeah. Um, so he there will be a test. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Park Jin Young tried to be a singer in like 1992. I think his band he was still called. Tries to be a singer. We'll get there. Uh, so his <laughs> band was called. I think it was called like the Park Jin Young Experience, and like nobody <laughs> cared. It like did not go over well. He's just like such a dork. That's like, what I feel. That's like- what I have written down in my notes as like what. When trying to like separate this group, like one of the things about JYP is that like he's kind of an embarrassing dad. He's yeah, that's exactly what he is. Like he is the um but he's also like the stage mom, like uh Amy Poehler in mm-hmm. in Mean Girls, yes. like doing the dance on the side of the stage. Like that's JYP. You may if you are listening and you watched um those special episodes uh that Conan did like a year or two ago when he did like Conan in Korea, he made a music video with JYP. Yeah. So if you've seen that, you've seen him. Um, so he tried his, so his first musical career in 92 failed. He tried to get in 95 and had like a little bit more success as a solo singer. So he's founded his own music company in 1997. 
His first artist was Rain. That's mm. the English translation. He goes by B in uh, – because that's Korean for Rain. Um, he's like he's like a Justin Timberlake type, like hip-hop, yeah. very sexy solo artist. Like he's definitely like dancing in the rain with his ripped shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the name evokes like yeah. what is happening. I would say there. almost more of an Usher. Oh, Usher. That's Usher what I wanted. Usher is a better yes. comparison. Because he was never a part of a boy band. He's right. not Okay, a, there we go. Um, yeah. So That's he's perfect. an original solo. Yeah. Um, other groups of note that are JYP groups. Wonder Girls, 2 p.m. and 2 a.m. or one day. Uh, Miss A, Got Seven, and Twice. Big names. Yes. Um, so JYP's like bag has always kind of been like to be a little bit experimental. Um, so the Wonder Girls were revealed to be a group on an MTV documentary series that he mm. did in 2006. Um, and then in 2008, he did another documentary series called Hot Blooded Men that was about the male JYP trainees that ended up being where he debuted one day, which is 2 p.m. and 2 a.m. Oh, okay. They were like they were presented oh, as one thing at first. One day, get it? I get it. Yes, Ugh, um, I groan. <laughs> another thing that JYP tried and that people still to this day like bring up as like a massive failure in trying uh, to gain popularity for K-pop in the West is uh, JYP got a deal for the Wonder Girls to open for the Jonas Brothers on tour in 2009 in select cities. And no one gave a shit. Oh, and it, like, did, And it kind of, like, tanked the Wonder Girls. And when they finally disbanded last year, people were still bringing up, like, this is because of that stupid American oh, tour so that he sad. tried. That's but he bad. was always trying things. The Wonder Girls are cool. I, I like them. Yeah. Um... His drama that his first drama that he made uh, was called Dream High, and it's like about kids in an art school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It has some two p.m.s in it. I tried very hard to watch it, but it has an underlying B plot of a girl who's outrunning um, loan sharks, and I that's oh. another K drama trope that is always a little bit weird. So I never got into Dream High because also the acting is very bad, and I like didn't have I didn't have quite the same amount of love that I have for Mino that like allowed me to keep watching. Yeah, that. I mean our love for Mino will forgive almost anything, pretty much so. anything. But people do like Dream High, and it is available on lots of apps like. I'm sure it's not bad. It seems kind of gleeish because it's like kids at an art high school, like Bursting singing and dancing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, we mentioned that like the sort of aesthetic of SM groups was kind of like the jocks and the cheerleaders if we're using a high school mm-hmm. analogy. So I would kind of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, but I would venture that in this high school analogy, JYP is sort of like the um, the party kids. Yeah, possibly. Like that's their aesthetic. Like, but also like maybe the class clown, class clown goof offs. Yeah, because like I don't. JYP is like famous for at one point and one of his like because also all these years like he has been putting out so like all Mm -hmm. this time he constantly is still like promoting himself as an artist and in the early two thousands he wore see through plastic pants with like little green underwear under them and everyone was like wow what will this guy do next like he's so zany but like it's embarrassing. But they also make like they make like sort of edgier like party music. Yeah, I think in comparison, definitely. To SM, there's like a like, there's like a 2 fun PM and and block and blo- uh, black pink like you know. Yeah, they've got a, a party crew. Yeah, kind of. In two thousand, so yeah, in two thousand fifteen, JYP did a reality show that we brought up in like our very first or second episode, uh, sixteen, which created the group Twice, which oh, is right. a girl group that is like on the top of the game right now. Like everyone loves twice. Um, So that's like JYP. Um, Their reputation, I think, like we mentioned earlier, is that like the artists for JYP get paid well. Yes. That's Um, what they're really well known for is that like, if you want to make good money as a K-pop idol, you should be at JYP. Yeah. He pays his people well, but he doesn't like, I feel like they're not always like the most successful, but he's always hanging in Mm -hmm. there. They're kind of like the, the B T 
team. You yeah. Know, like, like they're, they're JV. Yeah. They're not, varsity. They're not emba- like, and it's not embarrassing. Like they're still hanging in as like the top groups out there, but it, like everyone's just sort of waiting for him to like ruin this twice thing because it's the most like mm. crazy success that he's ever had. Like, with putting something out like twice is so big. Yeah, they are really huge. Um, I'm not a fan, but we can go into that at a later <laughs> date. Um, I was going to say if you like, if you would be interested in learning or seeing this dude's personality in person, um, you could check out his show Party People, um, which is a pretty cool concept for a, a TV show. Actually, it's like, um, it's kind of like a live concert slash interview show. Yeah. Um, where like Jay. JYP, it's called JYP's Party People, and um, several episodes can be found on YouTube, if not all of them. Um, but so he has like different artists on each episode, and they are on a stage, like in front of a live audience, and they do a short interview where they like also have drinks. Yeah, um, there's and cocktails they, and performances yeah, involved. Yeah, in and it's so fun. it's like it's like watch what happens live if people were like yeah. doing performances like at the same time. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's JYP, like slightly embarrassing dad, but artists get paid well. Um, two fun facts about JYP that I've always like enjoyed. Or uh, one one is something that you should know, listener. There is no JYP music on Spotify. Oh yeah, because, because he's a smart businessman. He pays his artists well, <laughs> and Spotify doesn't pay anybody. Um, so that's always that's been a bummer for me as like a K-pop evangelist, and like even for this podcast. Like I wish I would love to make y'all like playlists or to have playlists for each episode or whatever. But there is a huge chunk of K-pop that isn't on Spotify because it's not on Spotify. JYP ain't no fool. Um, and then my other favorite fun fact about JYP is that part of idol training at JYP includes comprehensive sexual education. Love it. Love it. He's a smart man. He is really smart. He's a there's goofball, a, but he's a smart man. There's a, There are other K-pop companies that are like plagued with shotgun weddings. So like he knows. Mm-hmm. Teach your damn kids and then you if you're won't. you're going to have sex, have it safely. Yeah. So good for him. So that's JYP. Our last big three group are the bad kids of uh, – They're the ones skipping class and smoking cigarettes. And that's YG, the YG family. Oh, I forgot to mention, JYP's is JYP Nation. So we have oh, okay. SM Town, JYP Nation, and YG family. That's like how they all label themselves. Um, so YG was founded in 1996 by Young Hyun Suk. And YG is his nickname, which was like Yangun. Mm. So that's where the YG comes from. And he was in the very first K-pop group that ever existed, the fathers of K-pop as we know it today, which is they were called So Taiji and Boys or So Taiji and the Kids or like it's depending been, on the it's translation. It's been translated a bunch of ways. Um, but they came out with a song called Nanarayo, which we will talk about when we get into like first generation K-pop for sure. But that song kind of birthed K-pop as we know it today. So he was a member of that group um, and he formed his own record label. Um, his first group was called Keep Six and they were a hip hop group. It didn't go over very well. Um, but other YG groups that are of note are Jin Yushan, Big Bang, Psy, Epic High, 2NE1, Winner, Icon, and Blackpink. Um, YG has always been kind of hip-hop focused. Oh, oops. I have to say I, I just mistakenly identified Blackpink as a JYP group. My oh, bad. did you say that? I did. I said thing? that like two minutes ago. I, my bad. They're YG. They are YG. YG family. Um, so yeah, he, he does, he's always been like more hip hop thing. Um, so in 1999, he came out with this compilation album called YG family. That was just like a bunch of different like hip hop and rap tracks, like from artists he had debuted and some trainees and G dragon from B from big bang was 13 years old and he was featured on this YG family album. So uh, that kind of, like, set them in, like, a cool, like, hip-hop world. They were, like, you know, 
like building bridges in this mm-hmm. like new established their sort of tougher edgier image yes um and then in 2003 he decided to like try and go more mainstream k-pop and he debuted a singer called seven which is se number seven en so the seven is like where the v should be i roll my eyes yeah and that worked it like worked uh so then in 2006 he did big big bang which is his, like, boy group, and they are truly, like, numbers-wise, one of the most successful boy group, K-pop groups of mm-hmm. all time. Um, and then to anyone, he debuted shortly after, like, the girl version, and they also were very successful until um, until their disbandment. Um, he also got to make a crazy amount of money in 2013 when Psy blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so YG is known for... Like being constantly plagued with sex and drug scandals, like oh. his artists get in trouble more than well, anyone else. Maybe they else. need some comprehensive sex <laughs> education. Um, and that he's also been like known to purposefully tank groups and admit oh. to it. Like, um, oh, shitty. Yeah, there was a group I want, I don't know how to pronounce it because they do not have a Wikipedia page. Like, this okay. group was such a flash in the pan, but it was S W I period T. So I don't know if that's like sweet tea or sweet. W I period T. Yeah. Sweet or sweet. I think it must sweet be tea. sweet. It must be sweetie. Um, but there was a woman in, in sweetie and he loved her. Uh, the YG like loved her and was dating her and then didn't want anyone to think that he was showing her any favoritism, so he tanked her group. And as soon as they disbanded, he, like, married her. And, like, and he tells that story, and people think it's sweet. <laughs> but, like, come on. I'm upset by this news. Like, and oh, I, uh, the the beginning of the story is more upsetting, so I probably shouldn't tell it. Um, <laughs> now you have to. My frown can't get any deeper. His wife is the little sister of another... I wish I could remember what group. I can't right now. But there is another group that her a brother. So they did like a documentary thing. They go to this idol's house. It's the like or late 90s. And his sister, who's in middle school, is like washing dishes. And the camera pans her and she like waves to the camera. And YG tells this story of like watching this TV show and being like, and I saw her and I saw her sweet face and I just like felt something. So then he signed her as a trainee and then like tanked her group and married her like the second he could. And he's like much, much older than her. Uh, and Helga's like, she bent like all the way back in her chair. She's very upset right now. That's horrifying. That's horrifying news. Yeah. So this is like bordering on some some pedophilia here. Like, let's move on. Yeah. So anyway, that's the thing with YG. They're like the bad kids, but they make money. And, Perhaps they're uh, a reflection of their father. They Perhaps they are. Um, he di- he recently is the judge on a reality show he created called Mix Nine, and he got in a lot of trouble like the whole time the show was airing because he's so mean to his trainees that everyone was like, "Why is he so mean? He doesn't need to be so mean." Um, also, he was in the news last uh, in the last couple of weeks because he always wears a hat, and people thought that it's because he's bald. Um, but he did not wear a hat to Taeyong's wedding, and he posted a picture on Instagram of him without a hat to be like, look, See, I have, I have hair. hair. Um, so yeah. So that's the big three. Those are like the dudes that are at the top of their game. But that's not everyone. There are plenty of K-pop artists under smaller labels and some labels that are like coming up on these other three and could like take them over. And I asked you to do some research. Yes. So what do you got? So girl? I have quite a few. Okay, so I'm kind of going to start from like biggest to smallest only in the sense that, like, I'm going by their number of successful artists, number of, like, most successful artists and, like, most recognizable names. So the first one that I'll mention is Cube. Um, and they are – I just want to throw this number out there to, like, give you a sense of how, like, this is not a small company. Like, this is a company whose net worth is $22.3 billion. Like, they're very successful. They're just not a big three. I would argue that they're maybe, like, in the top five. Um, but so Cube is an entertainment company that um, 
has they're famous for having four minute um beast a pink uh btob and clc um we've mentioned four minute a pink and clc before um they also i'm actually intrigued i have to ask you this because um cube rain is currently on cube uh-huh. You mentioned Rain earlier. Yeah, that's the weird thing, too, is that, like, trying to, like, again, with same with, like, group changes and whatever, company changes happen a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, YG didn't have um, Sex Kiss, like, oh, yeah. one of the other, like, very, very big early K-pop bands. They were with a different company that folded, and they mm-hmm. ended up at YG. Like, that happens, too. Okay. Um, because sometimes companies, like, just do not make it, and they fold, but their groups, they have, like, a group that's worth a damn. Um, yeah. And somebody else will pick them up. Okay. So I'm not sure. I didn't research why Rain left Cube, or left whoever and joined Cube, but uh, Cube currently lists Rain as one of their current solo artists as well as Hyanna, um, who is from 4Minute. Um, but I found them to be really interesting because um, – so Beast is a group that actually technically does but does not exist anymore. So Beast is a boy band. Um, and in 2016, they left Cube to form their own label. So mm-hmm. Beast is now um, under their own – like management of their own – doing, I guess, like the six members of Beast decided to create their own label, which is called Around Us Entertainment. But because Cube owned the name Beast, um, they rebranded themselves. They're now called Highlight. So Beast turned into Highlight and they are now um, their own label, which is very interesting. <laughs> they are the only artist under that label. Mm-hmm. So good luck, boys. Um, that's Cube. Next, uh, we're going to talk about a group and, or a company. I keep calling yeah, it right. Too. Because that's bad. the word that we use um, all the time. So the next one is called Pletus. Maybe I'm pronouncing that wrong. Pletus. Ple- I don't know. Anyway, I know um, they have a lot it. of names that I was really familiar with. Um, the number one being After School and Orange Caramel. Um, After School is an interesting girl group. It's one of those like super enormous K-pop groups. And they have like a, like at least three different subunits. Um, Orange Caramel being one of them. And I love Orange Caramel. They're super weird. You've probably, if you're a person who like hangs on the internet, you might have seen an Orange Caramel video that was like yeah. a bit of a meme a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. It had them like, like dressed as sushi. Yeah. And, like You'd see girls with like teacups on their head and they turn around and they go ha yeah and that video went around for a while you mm-hmm. might have seen it it's That's the best orange caramel. um every time i watch that video i've probably i've watched that the compilation of them doing because the song starts with the three members of the group like turning around and saying ha and so like there's a comp there's a beautiful compilation video of like every single time they've done it and it's it's just yeah. phenomenal um so anyway <laughs> After School and Orange Caramel, as well as, like, two other After School subunits. Um, they also have a group called Newest, which mm-hmm. I like. They're a boy band, and it's N-U-E-S-T. N-U apostrophe. N-U apostrophe E-S-T. Thank you. Um, they also have Priston, which is one of uh, Shannon's new favorite girl yeah, groups. Yeah, my rookie girls. Um, and they have Seventeen, which we've mentioned before. Seventeen is a really big um, big deal. They only have 13 members, but they're a boy group. That's, <laughs> only. Um, <laughs> yeah, only. Um, but but what I was super bummed to learn in my research is that there have been a slew of fan complaints from S- uh, uh, excuse me, 17 fans are deeply and repeatedly complaining that uh, Pletus is mistreating 17. Um, there is video of these boys like in the training room like being forced to do like planks there's video of them getting like hit by their managers um they are constantly calling one of the members fat and like saying that he shouldn't be eating certain things um there's also been a lot of complaints because fans have seen have so fans will send their um favorite members gifts and like it's really one of the cool things about the fan interactions with um there's their idols is that like idols love getting fan gifts and they will use the fan gifts. Yeah. So like if you give them a jacket, like you, they will purposefully wear that jacket out so that they can like show the fan, like, look, I'm wearing your jacket. So 17 fans, um, who are, they're called carrots. Um, 17 fans, uh, have many, many documented cases where they have, um, sent their biases 
gifts and then seen their managers wearing it or eating it or like oh. using it or whatever. And so they are also accusing the company of stealing from them. Um, and there's just like, a, it was a really long, um, list of different complaints. I hope that they're not true. It might be those poor boys deserve better. Um, so Pledis possibly embroiled in scandal and abuse. That's kind of a thing that I like meant to bring up before we dove into any of this at all is just like the kind of the perception of companies when it comes to K-pop fans is generally that they are all evil. Yeah. Um, Most people do not have, most fans do not have warm feelings towards K-pop companies at all. Um, Anything that goes wrong is the company's fault. Mm -hmm. Um, But also if anything goes right, it's like the company, you know, the company doesn't necessarily get a lot of credit either way. Yeah. Um, They're just sort of always the bad guy. Um, Just whenever it's convenient. Like in our last week when we were talking about dating scandals, it's like when the company confirms a date, like that someone is dating, the company is lying. Mm-hmm. But if they say they broke up, the company's telling the truth. Or if they so, don't say anything at all, then it's like, why didn't you try to right. get a handle on this? Like, the company can't do anything right. Um, but also sometimes they don't do anything yeah. right. So, and we'll all, we'll never, at the moment, we'll just, like, never know. Because this is, like, such a new industry. We'll have to wait, like, for all the tell-alls to come out in, like, 30 years for everyone to tell us, know, like, the what ca- was really going on. Those carrots have been compiling evidence. And I it know. is sad. And intense. Um, there's like videos and photos and like. Oh, there's lots of stuff in all the SM court documents as well. It's mm-hmm. like when all the EXO stuff was going on. So like, yeah, might not. There we'll might talk about that later. I had, I had a lot of things to say about that. But we, uh, I will hold my tongue and move on to the next company, which is called Starship. Um, Starship. Uh, used to represent Sistar. They are a beautiful group that no longer exists. Um, they also have Monsta X and Cosmic Girl, but they mostly represent actors. Um, and I think the most interesting thing about Starship is that they're a subsidiary of Lowen Entertainment, um, which is, uh, one of the largest co-publisher companies. There are. <laughs> 300, $303 billion company. Um, so that has a, a vast amount of subsidiaries. Um, but they have, uh, including IU is a, a solo artist that mm-hmm. we've talked about. She's sort of the biggest name under, uh, low end entertainment, but they are a hugely successful entertainment company. Um, I'm going to move on because there's, there like wasn't that much about Starship. They just sort of like, they mostly rep actors. They're not that interesting. Um, one of the groups I, or one of the companies I really liked is called FNC. And mm-hmm. the reason I like them is because their name stands for fish and cake. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Um, I thought that was adorable. They represent, uh, 2K rock groups. Um, one is FT Island and the other is CN Blue. Um, I'm personally not a huge fan of FT Island, but I do love CN Blue. Um, they also have AOA, which is a yep. group we mentioned before in our dating scandals. Um, but FNC kind of like Starship mostly represents actors and comedians. Um, they represent Gukju. Okay. A, a comedian whom we love. Um, and the last one that I, that I looked into was called Big Hit Entertainment. Um, and Big Hit is truly only, um, successful because they have BTS. Yes. And BTS is a phenomenon. Um, but they are, I mean, BT, big, excuse me, Big Hit is, again, billion dollar company, 35.5 billion dollars to be exact. Um, and they also use, they are not a subsidiary of JYP, but one thing I found interesting and odd and I couldn't actually find a lot of explanation into it um, was that up until 2014, Big Hit had a joint management contract with JYP for 2AM. So for some reason, 2AM until 2014 was managed by both JYP and Big Hit. Interesting. Do not know why. Did it have anything to do with like Jap? Oh, you said you don't know why. I don't know. But I wonder if it was like, like, because sometimes that stuff happens for like international things. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like all the SM artists are SM artists, but when they make Japanese albums, they are making them for like Sony. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes that kind of stuff gets. Mm, Maybe, but. Interesting. I, I I truly don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know about business stuff. Um, I don't know me any either. Of I'm I'm a teacher, so I don't know anything about <laughs> the the way the business world works. Um, 
But then in 2013, they came out with BTS and BTS took over the world. So they really don't have to, to put any effort into any other group. Um, because BTS. Yeah. I mean, I guess they can hope. Like, I mean, you gotta, I'm, I'm sure that any of the like big three guys will tell you that, you know, they have to, they can't count on BTS forever and they'll have to figure it out. But it is kind of one of those like Cinderella stories of like this tiny company that had never had a successful group before ever is like now managing one of the biggest groups out there, um, which I know is like definitely like a point of pride for BTS mm-hmm. fans that they take very seriously that BTS is not from one of the big three and they managed to find this level of success without that much like money and clout mm-hmm. and whatever behind them. Yeah. So that's K-pop companies. They're, they make all the decisions and good all or bad money. and they make all the money and whether or not they share that with their artists it's is up debatable. to them <laughs> and whether or not they're like beating and starving their artists is also up to them. Um, yeah, but we're, we're all, we can all just like hope and pretend and plug our ears and that they're all like real nice and they're treating them all real good and it's all fine. It's not fine. No, it's There's not fine. so much evidence. Oh, it's not fine. Uh, it's it's not so fine. upsetting. We got to do like a whole episode that is called like the dark side of K-pop. Yeah, I know. I want to save on that. I want to okay, save it though. <laughs> as a disclaimer, um, that is an episode in which I will be drinking during. Right. So. <laughs> Because we're trying to just this is our fun I need thing. To be, um, it's drowning our fun my thing sorrows. that we like, but of course it when we it has a dark side, the, the, the dark like underbelly. Okay, um, so yeah, that's K-pop companies. They that's what that's what that's now you know, and now you, you know. know, and now you know. All right, it's time for our little random game. We will be right back with that in just a moment. Okay. Our group for this week. I am very excited about this. It's the first time. First time we've had a boy group come up. Mm -hmm. And the first time. This is like the group to get. So we are going to be talking about H.O.T. H.O.T. We brought them up earlier in the episode. And they are who came up on our random game. So H.O.T. debuted in 1996. And they were like the first. Mm -hmm. The new kids on the block. First boy band. From SM. Um, According to Wikipedia. Lee Suman from SM polled high school students to find out what they would want a pop group to be like. And then he made one. And then that's what he used to build this group. He found them at amusement parks and dance contests. And auditions. Uh, one of their members is actually from L.A. So interesting that the very first – the first real K-pop group uh, actually had an American member in it. Yeah. Um, so their first debut single was called Descendants of Warriors on an album titled We Hate All Kinds of Violence. Which I just have to giggle at because that's like the cheesiest fucking thing I've ever heard. But whatever. Have a message in your music. It's about schoolyard bullying. So yep. they were trying, you know, they were doing something. Um, and their first like big single, which is what we're going to watch as our video, was called Candy. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what put them on the map, really. Yes, it did. Um, and they had crazy fashion. They wore like really, really oversized clothing, like giant hats and ski goggles and like just like really big clothes. And that was their whole thing. Um, and HOT like began the K-pop fan culture that we like know today, but mm-hmm. like to a crazy degree. Yeah. Like, like, uh, what is that? Green street hooligans or yes. whatever, like fighting in the streets there were over your brawls. favorite group. Like that is what happened with HOT. There was their rival group was called sex mm-hmm. and they were like on it. Like, as we mentioned earlier in this very episode, they were from another company and mm-hmm. then eventually they were YG, I think. But so fans um, would like go literally toe to toe with the rival fans to like argue who was better. Who was the better? Yeah, who was was the better group? Um, and it was a real big deal. And they were a group from '96 till 2001 mm-hmm. when they split over contra- contractual disputes. Again, yes. SM and their contract disputes. Yep. We'll do. We'll talk about that later. Um, but their disbandment. Um, was so controversial that uh, their fans, through widespread protests, they blocked roads, they threw rocks at the company. They were, like, absolutely furious yeah. that um, the company was not able to, uh, to come to an agreement. To keep their H.O.T. together. With H.O.T. 
And the, of course, like we mentioned earlier, like the company is always the bad guy. In this case, I think they truly were. Um, it said on Wikipedia that the group was only making about ten thousand U.S. dollars for every one million albums they sold, and they sold millions and millions of albums. Like one of their albums sold ten million or, or a million albums in just ten days. Um, and that was in like the early, that was in like the nineties. So that's pretty yeah. impressive. They also played a concert uh, with Michael Jackson. Like they're the first group to ever play at the Seoul Olympic Stadium, which had a crowd of seventy two thousand fans. Like yeah. they were a big fucking big deal. deal. And uh, according to the internet, they are going to be back on uh, a variety show called Infinite Challenge. This very month, February 2018, we will see the reunion of HOT. Uh, first time Yay! they've all been together since 2001. So let's see. So that that should be fun. All right. So now we are going to watch the Candy music video from 1996. I can't wait to see this. I do apologize in advance to anybody listening. The sound quality is probably not going to be what you are used as to well because as this is quality. a 22-year-old bit year old video mm-hmm. all right here Pre youtube we go okay i this the oh, video they so. are so they look so little Okay, yeah. Oh, man. Giant, giant overalls, really big gloves, like oven mitt style gloves. Why are they wearing like Mario hands? Because it's fun. I don't know. I'll never know. Oh, we got a white girl with like short blonde hair. Oh, my God. Like but the that girl. white girl is like 10 years older than all of them. They look like babies. <laughs> You can't even see these guys' faces because they're wearing. This such is a absurd... 140 pixel video as well, so it doesn't. <laughs> well, but look also great. I was gonna say because they're wearing like visors and weird hats. Yeah. <laughs> Giant visors with ski goggles and like dreadlocks popping out and of the like, top. They're dancing like babies, literally like. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I like it. I'm I, I it. do like it. <laughs> oh, oh shirtless. Ooh. The girl, the white girl is just like sitting in a chair, like staring dead-eyed at a wall. It's very weird. I think we're supposed to Im- assume that she is watching them dance. Oh, okay. Okay, now we've got like VHS. Like, oh, oh they're we have behind-the-scenes footage of this video. Oh, oh my there's God. the fan. That fan was just hanging out, out of, of a, window. a window, trying to get an autograph, which she did receive. Man, I guess no country in the world was able to escape the 90s. No. This is... Everybody had to have them. Oh, there she is. I was just about to say that she has not been in a shot with the group, but now she is. She looks a little uncomfortable. Here comes that chorus I love. This would have absolutely fit right in with whatever I was listening to in 1996. That's all. It's perfect. I do think the outfits are incomprehensible, though. <laughs> Some so there's. Oh. Oh, the girl put a red dress on. I guess she changed out of her work clothes. Oh. Oh, oh okay. 
I was really concerned for a second that she was going to get a dance break, and I I didn't want that. No. Um, my biggest question here, I think, is um, these overalls. They are polka dotted. Yeah, they look like cows. But like, but not. I don't know. It's like they also kind of look like twister mats. Yes, twister mats. It's That's like what primary they look like. colors. Each one like of them red has a color. But there are also certain points in this video in which they look like Teletubbies. Like, this is uh-huh. a lot of look Yeah, in every scene. It definitely is, but it, you know, it cemented, it cemented them as superstars because it, it fucking works, it's different. Man. It's, it's certainly different. It'll catch your eyes. And, you know, like, teens always got to be like, you don't understand me, mom. And, like, so I get, like, I get it. And all the moms were saying, you're right. I yeah, I don't this. understand. I totally get why it worked. Wow. Okay, so that's H.O.T., H-O-T. the first classic, bo- classic, classic K-pop, H.O.T. Oh, I'm so excited. That's what, that's that was our random one today. Yeah. Oh, awesome. One. Okay, recommendations. You go for first this, this time. Week. I don't even, like, know what, I was trying so hard to, like, think of something today and nothing was coming to me. So a song I heard in the car on the way over and a music video that I like is Got Seven Just Right. Good one. Um, Love that song. Boy band song from a can't be more than like two or three years ago now. Um, Just like a nice song about like, hey girl, you're pretty. You don't need all that makeup and I think you're great. And in the video, it's like there's a sad like middle school age girl. She's real sad. And then like Got7 is like tiny boys on her desk. Tiny in her makeup counter. And they're like sitting on her stuff and they're like, we love you. And it's a really good song and I like it. So that's what I'm going to say this week is watch just uh got seven just right that's a good one that is like a sugar sweet um video that i that i do adore um my recommendation for this week is uh actually another og group um called chinois um but i am going to recommend their um song touch which is actually uh their reunion song that they came out with i think last year um and it's a great song i have not seen a music video for it i don't know if there is one but i did see a really excellent live performance and so that is what i would like to recommend because it's really for me it's great to see these like groups Groups that you know, like Backstreet Boys is on their whole reunion thing, and like, quite honestly, the videos of the Backstreet Boy reunion tour like made me die inside a little bit. And then Shinwa comes out, and they sound great, and they look great, and they're still dancing phenomenally. And like, now they're just all dilfs, and I'm in. Yeah, it. definitely. So, Shinwa touch, great, love it, awesome. Um, thanks for listening at this week and every week. And thanks for all of your tweets and iTunes reviews and all that stuff. Y'all are real sweet. If you want, if you're listening right now and you want to send us one of those things or see what we're up to, we are at AMA K-pop pod on Twitter, AMA K-pop pod on Instagram, AMA K-pop pod.tumblr.com for all of the links for every episode. And if you want to send us a long email, we're still looking for more contributions to our, uh, for our biases episode. Send yes. us an email. We'd also accept, like, if you guys have a recommendation or something for a group that you'd like us to listen to or check out, some maybe someone you haven't heard us mention. Yeah, or if you're a new K-pop fan who is like, we're we're trying very hard to like put ourselves back in the shoes of people who know nothing about this, um, but we might be missing something really crucial. So if you have like any burning questions about K-pop that you want us to cover, send us an email, or you have bias. Uh, info for us, all that stuff, amakpoppod at gmail.com. Um, and we will see you next week. I think if I'm looking at my calendar correctly, I think we'll be back with our closing ceremonies bonus episode awesome. before the next episode. Um, it will probably just be us like squealing about EXO for 20 minutes. So if you want to hear that, it's an extra bonus episode. If, if not, you can skip it and come back to the next episode. But we're I'm excited. I think it's going to be great. My cheeks are bursting. I, I can't know. wait. I can't wait for the world to see them. And I'm I'm just so excited. So it's going to be awesome. All right, everybody, have a great week. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Jungun, you are inspiration. I have Chanyol lotion in my purse right now. Oh. And my Chanyol thing. <laughs>